What's up, everybody? This is Phil Boogie, and welcome to another episode of Isolation Be Like. Um, this is going to be quick. Um, we're headed to play some tennis with the kids, get out the house. I cannot watch um, Daddy Daycare again this week. Um, we've been watching Daddy Daycare a lot. My son's into it, which I which is cool because, you know, Eddie Murphy and a, and a little boy, and I think, you know, he sees himself on the screen, so I, I rock with it, and then... Um, Daddy Daycare, Arthur, a lot of Arthur, like every day. Wildcrats. Um, we get in an episode of Wildcrats every day. That's science class. Um, um, Daniel Tiger, we had to go back to that um, standby for a little bit of civility, um, learning lessons about everyday life. Uh, but it's just overwhelming. So we're going to go outside and um, play some tennis. Last week we went to the beach, um, spurred a moment. Um, I have been watching Bargain Beachfront property on HGTV for the last couple of weeks. And then my son looked up at me and said, can we act, you know, can we, can we go to the beach? Can we go to the beach, daddy? And I realized I've been subjecting them to all these shows with the beach and people frolicking and we're sitting in our family, um, family room and, um, they want to go outside. So I agreed. And, um, of course we made ridiculous plans on how to do the beach. And then, you know, we decided to just go up the street. There's a state park that has little beachfront, nice size beachfront, about 20 minutes from the house. We went there and I hadn't been before. We hadn't been. And it was perfect. We went early on a Monday because we didn't want people. It was pretty much empty. We didn't have to interact. It was perfect. The kids got in the water. I got in the water. It was exactly what we needed. And it felt good to be outside and um, to see them running around in the sand and just having a good time. It was, it was great. Um, until, um, of course, so this woman shows up with her three kids. There's so much space. And she decides that she's going to stick her umbrella about three feet away from where my husband is standing. And when she opened up her umbrella, her, her damn umbrella is covering the shoes and things um, that we have for our kids. So, like, if your umbrella is over top of other people's belongings, you're too close. So she ruined the fun um, because she's crazy. So uh, my husband proceeded to explain to the kids that we're going to leave and, you know, come back um, because we don't want to breathe people's air. <laughs> the woman is just kind of standing right there. But we had a good time. Like, who does that? Whole beach. Whole beach. And you post up right next to somebody. What the hell is wrong with you? Like, so that got on my nerves. But we had a good day and got back in the car, had some. What are they called? Uncrustables. Uh, you know, I had, I brought, I packed lunch because we're not going to eat anywhere. And those, we had a whole lunch thing. So it was a good day. So we did that last week. So we're going to play some tennis today, get out, have some fun, and leave the people show up. Um, and, you know, it's just, you just need a break. You need a break. I was watching um, Versus the other night with Brandy and Monica and just needed it needed it like it's so much stress and it was just so good to just kind of listen to music um read the memes and the tweets about brandy and monica and just have fun um and not think about shit for a couple of hours and i really i think instagram and all the stuff that's happening online has really been the story of um the year for me in terms of just connection and joy um, I mean, I have joy outside of Instagram, but just like 
the whole D-Nice thing with the homeschool and Debbie Allen doing the dance class and just us all connecting in those moments has been has been good has been and it comes exactly at the time you need it so that that has been good and I'm just in this place where it's like you can't even you can't even concentrate on one problem because it's everything is happening at once a pandemic and and now you know school is back so we have to figure out what to do with school and um, for the kids and then I'm teaching and then the whole thing with social justice is all a lot and I'm overwhelmed by how much I have to talk about racism with people who seem to have just discovered it yesterday and is and that's and I know they mean well, but it's just like, I don't want to talk to you about racism that you just discovered yesterday. I don't. And everywhere you go, it could be like an email about um, anything, about how the cafeteria is going to be closed an hour early. And at the end, there's like a quote from Bell Hooks. And it's just like, why is that quote there? What does that have to do with the cafeteria? And everybody is anti-racist now. And I'm like, and I'm not ignorant. Um, I understand what people mean by it. I understand sort of their, you know, what's happening with this anti-racism movement. But just like, I kind of hate when things just pop up and we're all just saying things that we didn't say five minutes ago. I, You know, we weren't around. Like, I wasn't with my friends talking about people and saying, oh, I think, you know, I don't think Jen is racist and then someone else says yeah i don't think she's racist but is she anti-racist like that wasn't a fucking thing but it is now and i kind of feel like it's i just feel like assaulted sitting in these meetings with people talking about anti-racism and they haven't even mastered not being racist yet many of them and just not understanding how it feels to be sitting in a room with people who are trying to figure out just how to be around me. I got to sit through a PowerPoint on how to be, and how you have to be a better human being. Like, I'm just, I'm sitting right here. You know, we work together and we do the same shit. We have the same educations. In some cases, I have more. And you got to figure out how to, we live in the same, we live in the same neighborhoods and we got, I got to sit through a workshop. So you can learn how to interact with other human beings who've been here with you. It's annoying. It's annoying. And I know people mean well, but it is, it is annoying. And then, you know, anti-racism. Uh, so my thing about terminologies is just sort of like things come out and everyone just starts saying it. And it's just kind of like, I just feel like this is all happening at this academic level, this and it just kind of gets watered down. Then people just start saying it. And then we're still all doing the same dumb shit, right? Your syllabus still has all white people on it. You still assume that the black kid in your class is less smart than a white kid. You're doing all kinds of things, right? But because you can talk about anti-racism and then hold space, that's another thing. And you can hold space <laughs> for people who are different than you. Shut up. Shut up. I'm just exhausted by, by all of it. Um, I remember being at a conference seven years ago now, seven and a half, 
for LGBT group and we were, we did a whole workshop on vocabulary. This is for writers who were LGBTQ. I don't know if we had made it to IA yet in 2013, but LGBTQ. Now, I don't know. I don't identify as queer. And I didn't know really any black men who did at that time. I know somebody did, but I didn't know them. I didn't even know what the Q was for when I got the form to, I was like, what is the Q? And then it was queer. I was like, oh, people do that? Like, I, I know there are queer studies. I just didn't. And I'm, you know, I'm gay. Um, I'm around people, intelligent people. We just, it's not how I identify. And we get to this workshop filled with all kinds of people. And it's very educated, writers, artists, all these people. And they gave us a list of words that we needed to know if we were going to be up on game about how to write and how to communicate around gay issues. And half the room didn't know what the hell these terms meant. And the other half who did know were pissed off. Like, I don't know what this is. I don't identify this way. What do you mean this is who I am? And it was just a weird thing. And then someone made a statement. I'm not going to say the person's name because they, you know, they didn't ask to be on my podcast said, I think this is real cute, what we're doing in here. All these people who can be in Bel Air for a week at a workshop to have this sort of ivory tower discussion about terminology when, you know, black and brown trans men and women on the street and, you know, brown um, gay boys and girls, you know, at the community level, on everyday level, don't know these terms. And they're the ones whose lives are being sort of they're most at risk. And we're sitting here arguing about terminology that, and we're deciding who these people are without talking to them. And he just thought it was, thought it was arrogant, right? And, and, you know, and said that, you know, in a couple of years, this language will make its way down and people will have become something that somebody else decided that who they were. And we do this all the time around identity. And I think about that with some of the ways that we use words that started in a book somewhere in someone's dissertation and then now we're saying it and we don't really know. We ain't, we ain't read the dissertation, we ain't read the book, we ain't read the journal, but we're saying privilege every 15 seconds and now anti-racist and um, intersectional. Like, I don't have a problem with all that stuff, but I just kind of feel like when I'm sitting in rooms and people just throwing that shit at me, you know how they treat people in real life and and you know this is really hard work for them to study how to be around other people. I don't want you teaching me how to interact in the world. I have to just do this to survive every day. So sitting here, listening to you fumble through it is, is hard for me. So shout out to everybody sitting through these workshops right now. Shout out to everybody who's having to like insert um, messages around social justice into everything that they communicate right now. It's hard. It's hard to do. It's hard to, it's hard to soak up. And what's crazy is like, we have in the last couple of months gone from this space where the pandemic almost feels like is not even here because we've shifted gears to this narrative that has become almost like this civil war happening and all of it's all of none of it's being dealt with beyond the surface and we're all just sort of shouting and so i had to pull off of facebook a little bit again just everyone shouting and then I don't want to read the news articles that are being shared because a lot of it is just shouting without context. And, and it's just so I'm looking for some self-care. So we're going to play some tennis for a minute. And that'll be nice. And 
we've been watching a lot of Chopped. Just needing to take. But the thing is, you can't even watch Chopped or cartoons and shit now because it's like you see, you see the sexism, you see the patriarchy, you see the racism and all of that, right? So it's just like, if you're watching Wildcrats, you know, there's a character, Koki, I think her name is. It's like, she sounds like she has smoked a pack of Newports um, before every episode um, and talks in a way that is totally unnecessary. But it's like, the show itself is good, but it's just like, you have to navigate. You have to navigate that. I was minding my business watching this um, phonics um, show. We, we're doing phonics and we're watching a little frog do all the sounds, ah, and buh, and kuh, you know, doing the whole thing. And every letter had its own space, right? So it'd be the letter D and then something to come out that starts with a D, like a dog. And it would dance and frolic in a way that was appropriate for, you know, preschool, kindergarten age children. And then at some point, a DJ starts scratching and then whatever the letter was comes out and it's supposed to be, it's like a black letter. And it doesn't really even do the sound. It's just, it's just like, it's like it's Crush Groove all of a sudden, which I, I fucking love Crush Groove. I think it's on Prime right now. You can watch it. But it's Crush Groove all of a sudden for no reason. And if you don't know what I'm talking about with Crush Groove, you are so young. But it's Crush Groove. And it's just like, they don't even do the sound. It's real fast and totally unnecessary. All those little Air Bud movies, there's a bunch of like little puppy movies where the dogs do all these little cute things. They go to space, they play basketball. It's a Christmas puppies movie. Like you can watch all that stuff and, you know, the animals are cute. And then there's one animal that wears a, a dookie link, like a gold link. And it's bopping around and it's so annoying. It is so fucking annoying. I can't. So you got to filter what cartoons your kids are watching all the time, right? Like you can't, you can't just let that stuff rock because you got to be careful, you know, you got to be careful because you don't want to kind of subject them to the things that you were subjected to that had, and then you had to work through. So we got, we, we try to balance stuff with lots of animals that don't break dance and um, Daniel Tiger is good enough and, and other things where we can just balance out the stuff like you know frozen right like we just you just you just got to balance that out because the content is there you just got to dig for it but again that's a lot it's constant work it's constant work i record my podcast in my car that's where i am now when i do that at night i'm worried or at least thinking about if i'm sitting in this car and someone doesn't know who i am i'm in my own driveway they call the cops Will the cop give me five minutes, five seconds, really, to explain, hey, this is my house. I'm working. Or will I get shot? Why am I thinking about that sitting on my own property? Right? Too much work. And then I got to, and then I got to go sit through a workshop or I got to go listen to people talk to me about race as this sort of new and abstract concept, not knowing that they are inflicting, these people are inflicting stress on me right now, having this discussion in this way. So just lots, I had some bourbon last night, it was delicious, I needed it, self-care, just, yeah, just trying to get 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 through my, we, we watched Chop, my daughter chopped me, I made some food and um, she started talking about the flavors and she said, daddy, you are chopped. It was it was fun. It, it, you know, 
I find the joy where I can. Being chopped over my dinner was fun. I mean, I was a little hurt, but it was it was fun. Like I just, on the flip side of feeling so stressed, I'm also learning to kind of stop, put the phone down and just look at the things that make me happy. I've grown some flowers. Um, I'm enjoying my lawn. I'm enjoying um, looking at my kids grow in a way that I would have maybe missed some of if they were still in school in the same ways. I'm, I'm enjoying uh, watching them play. I'm enjoying my house differently because I'm in it and trying to figure out how to be. And surprisingly, I'm writing and I'm doing some good things on that front. Um, hopefully have some some good news to share um, soon. Um, so there's 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 a lot of there's a lot of good happening, but just to, for me to be good and for a lot of my friends, for us to just be good, we have to go through so many layers just to get, just to get there. Um, I'm about to go. I think they're ready to go play tennis. But I remember when I was teaching last semester and one of the things I asked the students to do was a class on kind of identity, ethnicity. And I asked them, to kind of identify who they were, right? Black, white, Irish, whatever it is, identify it. Then think about the ways that identity shows up just from the moment you wake up until you got into class that day at 1.15, 2 o'clock, whenever it was. What, in what ways did your identity play a role in your life between the time you woke up and the time you got to class? And when we all shared one of the things that came up for one of my students was that she said that she didn't even think about herself other than being a woman, possibly, and being safe. But it's daytime, so she wasn't worried, really. But she sometimes at night leaving campus might think about protecting herself on the way home. But on the way to school that morning, she didn't think about nothing other than what homework had to do. And then she was listening to the students who were not white talk about deciding how they would wear their hair how they speak, which direction they drove, what clothes they would wear, and what it would mean in terms of how they interacted with the world. She just couldn't believe that they had to think about so much before they came to class. And then she just kind of got teary-eyed and said, you know, and then we come here and we're expected to do the same work and we haven't led the same life. And I watched her have this moment. It wasn't that she was ignorant to the fact that people have different lives, but I think it was like listening to her friends talk about all the steps, all the processes to get there that morning, that afternoon, and that she didn't have to do anything, right? Nothing, right? Think about her homework, the end, right? And they couldn't do that. It just knocked her off her feet. And I sometimes I, I just wish that more people would have that realization about people. Um, you don't know. Think about, consider how we all got here in this moment. I even think about Chadwick in this way. You know, people had a little fun at his expense when they saw that he was losing weight, not knowing what he was, what he was going through, what it, take, what it took for him to get where he was and, you know, like not being conscious of that. Um, and I see the same thing happening with Adele, to be honest. Not about the Bantu knots. I'm not even going to touch her with the Jamaican outfit and the Bantu knots. I'm talking about that, but her weight loss, we don't know. Okay, the kids are like, let's go. We don't know what it took, right? We don't know where she is, right? And, you know, what is it taking for her to show up? You know, what is it taking for your coworker to show up that you don't know about 
in a day? And would it be worthwhile to, to learn before um, we start inflicting other things on that person? Um, and I don't know how you do that all the time, but there are ways, especially when maybe it's just reading a book. Maybe it's not about asking a person. Maybe it's about just thinking. Um, and maybe it'd be a little bit easier to sit through some of these workshops with people kind of were more considerate about how others were showing up um, to the space, um, what they have to deal with. Um, I try to teach like that. You don't always get it right. I try to teach like that. I try to be like that in the world. You don't always get it right. But anyway, um, I'm going to go. And okay, I'm going to go, but real quick. So Brandy Monica versus made me feel good. I loved it. I rock with both of them, but I did get a, a good giggle just imagining when Monica got up in her bag singing Sideline Ho. I just, Michelle Obama was on IG. I just imagined Barack and Michelle rocking the Sideline Ho in the middle of wherever they were. <laughs> was really funny to me. That brought me joy too. Just, it's the little things. Um, Michelle Obama listening to Sideline Ho. It's just, you know, you got to find the joy where you can. Um, all right, I'm going to go try to find some joy, play some tennis. Um, you guys be good. Um, Stay safe, stay sane, and wash your hands. And I'll talk to you next time. Peace. Thank mm-hmm. you.